This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. Today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Mason and Scott versus the Benchwarmer team of Marcus and myself, Josh. Today's host is three-time player and assistant coach to our Patreon team, Mark Grenier. Uh, welcome back to the bench, Mark. Why don't you take a minute to remind us about yourself? Thank you, Josh, and everybody else. Uh, yeah, Mark Grenier. I live in Barrington, New Hampshire. Fan of all the New England teams, Notre Dame, offbeat sports. Um, things are going pretty well. Track season is over for my kids. Uh, my daughter's High school team won the boys and girls state championship in New Hampshire Division Two for track. It was pretty, a pretty awesome day. She qualified for the state meet, so that was great. Um, club volleyball is also over. Uh, I don't want to say thankfully, but we've been driving all over New England the last few weekends to go to to volleyball tournaments. Fortunately, one of them was at Mohegan Sun, uh, so I got to do some gambling while I was down there, which was uh, was nice. Although I lost, uh, but which was not nice. But what are you going to do? Still good to be sitting at a blackjack table, um, having a couple drinks. So uh, I'm looking forward to hosting today. I have never really written trivia before, um, so I'm a little, a little anxious. <laughs> Is my game hard? Is it not hard? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, and like I've, I've warned everybody, I like to watch a lot of sports, a lot. And so last night I was flipping between U.S. Olympic trials, track and field, U.S. Olympic trials for swimming, the, the NBA game, the Hawks and the Sixers, um, the U.S. Open was on last night. So there's going to be a little bit of variety today, I think. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, and yeah, I talked for a long time. Back to you, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. And as you've heard from listening to our shows we don't always even know if our games are easy or hard like we'll go into games thinking hey i wrote this it's gonna be pretty easy and then right away in the tailgate it's like wow apparently i'm stumping everybody on what i thought was easy so dad don't sweat it we're we don't know either so it's all good we're gonna get right into it in the tailgate (laughs) awesome (laughs) see how easy or hard i think it is all right mason how you doing uh i'm doing pretty well this weekend's been kind of busy i have officially moved into my new apartment this isn't it i'm here because i don't have wi-fi yet um it's being set up so that's why i'm in another location this will hopefully be the second to last location that i record at um but yeah other than that i'm doing well all right and scott uh, how are you and let us know what yours and mason's team uh is going to be today i'm good uh like two minutes before we started recording i realized i was bleeding from my mouth so uh, yeah, whatever. I think it's a a, a kickball injury. We we put at a playoff game on Thursday, and I took a tumble and kind of hit hard on like literally my face and my body. So two days later, I guess I'm having some residual bleeding. I don't know. Um, and it sucks as we lost in double extra innings, so Ooh. our season is over. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But uh, 
Uh, I'm excited to play. Um, I've been on most of Mark's appearances. I enjoy having him on as a player. We'll see how I feel as a host. Probably after question two, I'll be able to make that determination. Um, but I'm excited to play with Mason. Uh, we haven't been on a recording together in a while. We haven't teamed up in a while. So our team name is going to be New Teammate Kudis. All right. Uh, myself, I'm doing well. Um, we're starting recording a little earlier, so it is still morning time, but I have my beers, so I'm good to go. Um, Marcus, let us know how you're doing, and you can share what our team name is going to be. I'm doing well. It is bright and early uh, here on the West Coast, but uh, when you start work at 5.30 during the week, like sleeping in until 7 is a dream, so uh, so this was like no problem for me. So, uh, But um, I guess how I'm feeling sports related news, um, you know, everybody heard about Jamal Adams not being at camp, which is fine because that was inevitable because now I, I'm settling into the dread that, you know, I've found, you know, I, I realized when they traded for him is that he's going to shatter this uh, safety market and probably get like 19 million per year for a safety. And I'm not excited about that, but it's going to happen. And Hooray! <laughs> but uh, our team name, uh, with all with all the uh, Luca news and <laughs> Mark Cuban cleaning house, our team name today, uh, shout out to Eric Walling, is going to be Shark Stank. Can't wait to say that a lot today. And Scott, I think I think residual bleeding would have been a great. Team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I didn't want to put that on Mason. Scott, we have a saying. Uh, when you take a tumble during any kind of sports, hey, come on, be an athlete. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. So I busted up my leg. Like, it's not really that bad, but like I had blood like dripping from my knee to my ankle. And my teammates like, do you want to sub out? And I'm like, no, it's the f- playoffs. Are you kidding? <laughs> do I want to sub out? Oh, well, with that, let's uh, kick it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thank you, Dan. And Mark, it is now your turn to take over the hosting duties. Uh, I'll chime in for score updates, I'm assuming. But other than that, the floor is yours. Great. Thanks, Josh. Uh, and I wrote a note to myself on the, on the script here that I'm hoping there won't be any who's and that everybody will still want me back on the show <laughs> when this is over. With all that being said, it's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. I love the Winter Olympics and living in New England, I love winter sports in general. Today's tailgate theme is basic questions about non-mainstream Winter Olympic sports. Question number one. What two disciplines make up Nordic combined? Uh, we're going to check in. All right. Shark Stank has checked in. New teammate who dis can talk it out. <laughs> that is really good, Shark Stank. It's really, it is really good. I enjoy it a lot. So the only thing I, th- 
had on this was that I think one of them is ski jumping. And I don't know why. I just it's something that stuck out. And I don't know. I really don't know what the other one is. Do we think the other one is another type of skiing? I would think so. The question is what kind? Right. So what would be another like specific type of skiing that you would maybe put with something else to have a Nordic combined? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even think of anything. Like what else do you do on skis besides jump? Fall. <laughs> yeah. It's like all about, you know, it's just judges. So it's all about how gracefully you fall. Ski diving. You just dive into the snow. I don't know. I don't care. I don't either. Yeah, I, I, I don't know at this point. All right. Ski jumping and I like ski diving. So ski jumping and ski diving make up the Nordic combined. That's what we're checking with. All right. Shark Stank. What do you guys check in with? Well, they're halfway there. Um, the biathlon was the first thing I popped into the head with the cross-country skiing and shooting. But I was like, nope, that's the biathlon. That's not the Nordic combined. So I had to give it a second. Uh, they are some of the craziest people because they do participate in ski jumping, which I don't know why anybody thought that's a good idea. Um, but then they take the little less uh, severe route and cross-country ski is the other half. You guys have checked in with ski jumping and cross-country skiing. Correct. Uh, one team will be getting points. It's ski jumping and cross-country skiing. Uh, so broadly, Nordic skiing, there's Nordic skiing and alpine skiing. So alpine skiing is your downhill. Anything, you know, downhill skiing, slalom, giant slalom, super G, all those are broadly alpine skiing because you have a fixed heel on your um, skis and your boots. So Nordic skiing is a free heel. Um, so ski jumping, cross-country skiing. So the way Nordic Combined works, I think it's a pretty cool event. Basically, you ski jump uh, one jump off the uh, normal hill, which is the smaller of the two hills. And then basically how far you jump, that you then they have a staggered start um, cross-country skiing. So like if you jump 10 meters further than somebody else, you get a 30-second head start on that person or, or what have you. I don't know exactly the, the, the timing, but... And then it's whoever finishes the ski race first is the winner. So it has been contested at all Winter Olympics. Um, and not surprisingly, Norway has dominated Nordic combined. The U.S. did actually win a medal, I think, in 2012, uh, excuse me, 2014. Um, but yeah, they pretty much any Winter Olympic sport Norway crushes. And ski jumping is completely insane. And I totally want to go to... Uh, I think it's Polnitska is the name of the place in the Czech Republic. It's the biggest hill um, and guys fly. It's like the ski flying championships and they're routinely doing like 220 meters, which is just like, you know, two football fields down a hill. Um, and it looks like a fun party. I, whenever ski jumping is on TV, I watch it. I think it's great. It's crazy. Uh, we have a couple of, we have a couple of ski jumping um, locations here in the twin cities. And um, every once in a while you just see a body in the air with skis is like as you're driving along it's like whoa okay that guy's insane those hills are are huge you know like you go to lake placid and watch we went there in the summer uh years ago and watched the guys training their their skiing on like plastic essentially but still like to just go to those places and look at the big hill and the, and the normal hill and just see like people huck themselves off of that like it's just it's crazy Josh, where I'm from, we just see a body on the ground with no explanation. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mean Streets, Albany. Hmm. Uh, all right. So question number two. What is the shortest long track speed skating event in the Winter Olympics? 
All right. Well, uh, we're going to check in. <laughs> All right. Shark Sank has checked in. New teammate, who dis? You can talk it out. Not really. Uh, we we don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know where to start with that. I just. I don't. I, yeah, right. I don't know what's considered long or short when it comes to speed skating. Like, I, I don't know how similar it would be to track as far as the distances and how they'd be considered. I mean, yeah. My only thing on that, I think it would have to be decently longer than a track event. Like, I I can't imagine it being like a hundred meters. <laughs> Your speed skating, I don't think is a thing, but you're done after like eight seconds. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what would be the shortest. Yeah, I, I don't know, Mason. I mean, earlier said 1500, maybe we can go with that, or we can go a thousand, maybe. I, I mean, I honestly don't know how the increments work at all, so it's just a guess. Maybe 1500, then that's I'm fine with that. That's the first thing you came up with, so I just threw out a number in there that, that I've heard before. Okay, so we're checking in with the 1500. And Shark Stank, what did you check in with? So Marcus pretty quickly sent over thousand question mark, and I thought that was in a reasonable spot. And then once I got my brain actually understanding what the question was, that is the shortest long track, not the longest short track. Um, I think there is one that is shorter than a thousand, and I think it's the five hundred. So we're checking in with five hundred meter. All right, uh, one team will be getting points. Uh, yeah, so long track speed skating is what you would it's on a 400 meter track um, so it's what you would traditionally called speed skating and the shortest race is 500 meters short track is the kind of indoor apollo anton ono pandemonium roller derby um stuff seattle legend apollo anton ono yep and so the long track is just two people on track at the same time uh it goes in 500 meter increments i think it, there's a 500 a thousand a 1500 then I think 5,000 is the next, and there's a 10,000. Um, so the men's world record for the 500 meters is 33.61 seconds, which is almost 10 seconds faster than the track 400-meter record. So these guys are flying right along um, on skates. So, All right, question number three. There are three official sliding sports at the Winter Games. Bobsled and luge are two of them. What is the third? Okay, we're going to check in. All right. Shark Stank has checked in. New teammate, who dis? You can talk it out. The two I knew were bobsled and luge. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else. Like when he said sliding, I was like, okay, luge, bobsled. Curling slides on an ice bed, I guess. I don't. It does. It, that's sliding. So I, I don't think that's wrong. Okay, but... <laughs> sure. Let's get out of this tailgate. Yeah, maybe we can actually get some points next round. Um, so we're going we're gonna to check in with curling. <laughs> Uh, Shark Stank, what did you check in with? So, um, yeah, this is another crazy one. And Marcus put in, after I typed in our answer, he said, the most terrifying sport of all time. Yeah, these are the guys who get on the uh, bobsled track. And instead of like the luge where you're laying on your back with your head behind, these guys get on their stomach with their head at the front of their sled and go torpedoing down head first. This is the skeleton. One team will be getting points. The correct answer is skeleton, which is completely insane. Um, like Josh explained, it's basically, yeah, you're head sliding headfirst down a luge slash bobsled track on a very small sled. Um, it's much smaller than a luge. Really hard to control. Um, 
And um, yep, it, it started, uh, it was in the initial Olympic Games back in, in the 20s and 30s, and then it went away for a long time. Um, returned to the Olympics in 2002. Um, and yeah, you can go up to 80 miles an hour um, with your face basically like two inches from the ice. And actually, if you, I, 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 again, I watch everything. I really, I love watching Luge, Bobsled, and Skeleton. And you can hear, if they have the sound um, good enough on the tracks, you can, you'll hear like this chattering as people go through a turn and it's your face bouncing off, the face mask bouncing off the ice as you, as you go along. Could not pay me enough to do that. There's no amount of money. Well, for me, there probably is an amount of money, but <laughs> I always, I always wanted to try some of the sliding stuff, but there's literally two tracks in the United States. I mean, one's in Lake Placid. It's not too far from here. The other one's in Salt Lake City. So there's not a lot of opportunities to try it. All right. Well, I think uh, one team is happy to be out of the tailgate. And the other team is not happy to be out of it. But heading to the first quarter, we have a scores of Sharkstank with 30 points. And new teammate, who dis? Not as many. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game, the award winning benchy category. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer, would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. All right, question number one. Who was this quarterback drafted by the New England Patriots in the first round in 1983, who was also a running back drafted by the New England Patriots in the first round in 2018? We can check in. All right, Sharkstank has checked in. New teammate who dis, you can talk it out. Yeah, so uh, I don't think we have anything to talk out. We're going to check in with Tony East, Sony Michelle. All right. Uh, Shark Stank, what did you check in with? Yeah, that uh, famous 83 quarter quarterback draft. Uh, we also checked in with Tony East, Sony Michelle. All right. New teammate who dis is on the board because everybody's getting points. The answer is Tony East, Sony Michelle. Both of those worked out great. My flavor text for this is they both suck or sucked. <laughs> yeah, Tony Tony Easton was probably my least favorite Patriots quarterback of all time. Um, somehow he got us to the Super Bowl in 1980 against the 85 Bears, the 86 Super Bowl. I, I think I think Grogan had more to do with that than Tony Easton did. I love Steve Grogan. Yeah, he, he, he was one of my sports heroes growing up as a kid i was always in favor of grogan with his neck roll being in there he's awesome absolutely quarterback with a neck roll i'm in i had no idea he was like a uh top recruit option quarterback from nebraska you know like you went to nebraska um i learned that like way later in my life he was always just the patriots quarterback when i was a kid so all right 
Uh, question number two. Who was the liquored up idiot kicker who was also the first black American world heavyweight champion? All right, we'll check in. New teammate, two discs, has checked in first. Hey. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Sharks, thank you. can talk it out. You're right on the boxing. It's Mike Vander Jack, but I don't remember this story. I just remember how he shanked that ball so bad, and he went from being the most accurate kicker of all time to absolute doo-doo, and he was out of the league in like a year and a half because he his confidence gone. Yeah. But that fits, Mike, because I think you're right. You're right. I, I don't know why I was thinking Joe Lewis, but I think you're right with Jack Johnson, so the only kicker that really fits is Mike Vander Jack. So, sure. So let's we'll check in with Mike Vander Jack Johnson. All right. Uh, new teammate, who dis? What did you check in with? So we worked from the back half. Um, first thing I came up was Jack Johnson. Uh, Scott sent Mike Vanderjack. And I vaguely remember the idiot kicker was, I believe, was him and Peyton getting into it. There's like some kind of argument that they had. I don't exactly remember the liquored up part, and Scott didn't either. But that's the only thing we think of that fits. So we checked in with Mike Vanderjack Johnson. All right. Both teams will be getting their points. The correct answer is Mike Vanderjack Johnson. Um, yeah, so at the end of the 2002 season, uh, Vanderjack, I, I don't remember if he was actually drunk or not, but he made some comments on a talk show, I think in Canada. Um, and so Manning called him, Peyton Manning called him a, a liquored up idiot kicker uh, in an interview at the 2003 Pro Bowl because um, Vanderjack was basically talking crap about Manning's leadership. You know, rightly so back then, I, I would say, as a Patriots fan, I love facing Peyton Manning in the playoffs because <laughs> he was going to throw the ball to Ty Law and Lawyer Malloy a lot. That was awesome. Um, yeah, Jack Johnson. So I, I, I got the Vanderjack part first and then I was trying to come up with athletes um, starting with Jack and the stories about Jack Johnson and, and boxing in the, in the twenties um, are just insane. So he finished his career with a 72, 11 and 11 record, but he lost seven of his last nine fights and they were all after the age of 40. Um, he lost the championship by knockout in a 26th round of a fight that was scheduled to go 45 rounds. And he had won all 25 rounds before he got knocked out in the 26th round. Um, so there was some, some controversy that possibly he had, had taken a dive at that point. But like, can you imagine guys today fighting in 45 round fights? <laughs> like, just, it was just crazy. I'd like to see it. Reading the stories about him. Let them fight. Uh, and by the way, uh, the, we had to work from the back end on this because when you say liquored up idiot kicker, that applies to way more than you would think. Because <laughs> I was trying to go from that angle and I was like, one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's, that, that was a direct, pro, direct, direct quote from Peyton. That's what he, that's what he called him, the liquored up idiot kicker. So anyways, uh, question three. Who was the Greek god of walks? who was also a three-time WNBA MVP, eight-time All-Star, and two-time WNBA champion, and retired as her team's leader in points and rebounds. All right, we're checking in. Sharkstank has checked in. New teammate, who dis? You can talk it out. Lisa Leslie makes sense, just because points and rebounds. Not many players were going to lead in both, and obviously this isn't someone that's active anymore. So, yeah. So now the question is, what fits with Lisa Leslie on the front half? The Greek god of walks. See, my only thing that I was coming up with, is I was like, maybe it's someone who's Greek. I don't know any Greek baseball players off the top of my head. Yeah, to me, this makes me think of, you know, like a leadoff hitter or, you know, a guy that hit first or second in the lineup and was just always drawing walks. But I don't know who that would be. 
Yeah, I I don't either. I don't think I, well, I don't think we have anything on the front half. So, I uh, yeah, I'm and again I'm not even positive about the back half. It just popped in my head. Well, we can try to come up with somebody if it's. What are some last names with Lee? We can go Derek Lee. <laughs> yes, the Greek god of walks. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm naming baseball players. <laughs> no, I know. He could be a quarter Greek. He could be Greek, exactly. I could see that, yeah. How about Bruce Lee, so Leslie? Yeah, there you go. Sounds good. All right. That's what we're checked in with. <laughs> All right. And Shark Stank, what did you check in with? Well... This was true team effort, and I, at, along with Scott, I do fancy myself as like a WNBA savant, but Josh actually came up with the WNBA player first. Uh, like Scott said, I was on Cheryl Swoops like right away because I knew she's a three-time MVP, but then Josh was like, oh, she's won more championships. Then he said Lisa Leslie. That makes sense. And just thinking Greek baseball, Greek baseball, and then I was like, oh, he's a Boston fan. And when I think of Boston, one of the first teams I think of is Kevin Euclid. So we checked in with Kevin Euclid, Leslie. Yeah, and one team will be getting their points. The correct answer is Kevin Euclid, Leslie. That's a mouthful. Uh, yeah, so uh, Billy Bean and Moneyball famously referred to Kevin Euclid during the draft as the Greek god of walks. Uh, he was a third baseman for my beloved Boston Red Sox in the early to mid 2000s and he is married to Tom Brady's sister mm. of course he is <laughs> even the Boston connection yeah exactly <laughs> that dude had a weird stance yep he got on base though he did he was the big god of walks yep yep uh so question number four who is this major league baseball outfielder with 184 career home runs five interceptions and four sacks, who is also a three-time major winner and the 2015 FedEx Cup champion. All right, we're going to check in. All right, Shark, Shark Snake has checked in. New teammate, who dis? You can talk it out. I'm thinking MLB outfielders that also play football, and obviously your, your mind goes to Deion Sanders, but he didn't hit 184 career home runs. And he had more than five interceptions. Yeah, so like the, the stats definitely don't match up for him. Yeah. But Brian Jordan played for the Falcons and then the Braves and the Cardinals. He definitely had some seasons where he hit like 20 homers a couple times and he played for a while. So he could have got to 184, I think. And I think Brian Jordan Spieth might be, whether it's right or wrong, might be our best way to go just because, again, the timeline works for Spieth. You're more of the golf guy, so. Yeah, I, I think that fits the timeline. And like I said, I think I think he might have only won three. Like, he, you'd think he probably – should have won more or maybe has one more, but I think it's, I think three is about right for him. So I'm good with that. All right. We're going to check in with Brian Jordan Spieth. All right. And Shark Stank, what did you check in with? Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my favorite players who was like decent at both, you know, you think about Dion and, and you think about Bo and then there's always Brian Jordan who you never really know. You never gets talked about when you talk about those two way guys, but, yeah, uh, the stats matched up in my head, and the only golfer I know <laughs> named Jordan was Jordan Spieth. So I just sent that over to Josh. He liked it. So we are also checking in Brian Jordan Spieth. All right. Uh, both teams will be getting points on this one. The correct answer is Brian Jordan Spieth. I was pretty happy with this question. I, Jordan Spieth is a good name. And, and uh, Brian Jordan, I actually thought he had played longer in the NFL 
Um, but he only played from 89 to 91 with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and then he was playing on the Braves and the Cardinals and the Dodgers and the Rangers uh, from 92 to 2006. So that was a quite a bit longer baseball career than, than I thought he had. And I remember watching him when I lived in Atlanta in the, in the late 90s and he was on the Braves teams, a couple of those Braves teams. Um, and he also played for the card. I remember him playing for the Cardinals um, as well. And yeah, Jordan Spieth uh, won the 2015 Masters and the U.S. Open and the 2017 Open Championship. He should have won the Masters a couple more times, but he choked on Sunday <laughs> on 10, uh, excuse me, on 12, um, a couple times, hitting a lot of balls in the water. So don't, don't sleep on DJ Dozier. All right. You, you got to let's give some respect to other two sport athletes who weren't very good at either. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I did not realize that DJ Dozier was a Heisman finalist back in 1986. Deep cuts, deep cuts. You know, what's crazy is that he's more well-known to me than DJ Cooper when it comes to DJs. (laughs) And I'm not even a Vikings fan. All right. Question number five, which NFL receiver who is 10th in NFL history in receptions and yards, who is also a striker that made his debut at Everton in 2002 and is currently the manager of Derby County in the English Championship Division. We're going to check in. Sharks, thank, is checking in on a soccer question, and they're very proud of that. Uh, new teammate who dissed. You can talk it out, although I think you don't have much talking out to do because all four of your faces like lit up at the same time. Well, so obviously we're trying to – I'm sure both teams have the same strategy here of try to get the receiver and then – figure out if there's a name that clicks based on that. So initially my brain went to Isaac Bruce because Bruce is a first name. And I was like, sure, Bruce sounds like it could be a soccer coach. And then, so Mason said, I think he's higher than 10th. So I said, all right, well, let's just name guys in the top 10 and see if we land on another one. So we named the usuals. And then I said, is Reggie Wayne higher than 10th? <laughs> Mason said, no, but <laughs> Reggie Wayne and Wayne Rooney fit, and he did confirm that that's a name. That's a, that's a soccer player. Yeah, and it's a soccer player for sure. So I think that's what we should go with just because of the sheer way that we came up with that alone, I think merits us checking in with it. Yeah, we'll check in with Reggie Wayne Rooney. Great. Uh, Shark Stank, what did you check in with? Well, uh, very, very similar, except that was the first name I thought it was Reggie Wayne. I was just like, who's like really good, but like, you know, just who'd be hanging around 10? And I said, Reggie Wayne. In the, and I went, oh, I know a soccer name, Wayne Rooney. And then I remembered, I'm pretty sure he just retired. And I'm sure he, I, I could absolutely see him just transitioning into coaching. So I just said, Reggie Wayne Rooney, didn't he just retire? And jo- that's when our faces are like, <gasps> So we also checked in Reggie Wayne Rooney. All right. Both teams are getting their points again. The correct answer is Reggie Wayne <laughs> Reggie Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Reggie Rain. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting that Wedgie Rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's our episode title, Wedgie Rain. Oh my god. We- we- wedgie, Wedgie Rain. I want that graphic right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my drag name. <laughs> Wedgie Rain. <laughs> Wedgie Rain. Uh, so, yes, I thought it was interesting that Reggie Wayne was 10th in both receptions and yards. Um, he is also happens to be the Colts' all-time leader in games played and wins by a player, unsurprisingly. Um, 
yeah, Wayne Rooney, uh, pretty much he started at Everton as a 16 year old, um, in 2002, but he's best known for his time at Manchester United, scoring a lot of goals and scoring a lot of goals for England. Came to the MLS. I think he played for DC United for a couple of years, retired um, a couple of years ago. It's been the coach at, at Derby County, uh, I think for the last season, just last season. Um, I also had down here in my flavor text that he's known for his hair plugs. The Brian Erlacher of England. Got it. <laughs> at the end of the first quarter, we have a score of Shark Stank with 130 points. New teammate, who dis? With 80. Today's second quarter will be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions. One easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. All right. In my first appearance on the show, Eric Ede hosted and asked David versus Goliath quarter about college alumni, which is uh, something I find very interesting. So each David versus Goliath during this round will be uh, about where a certain person went to college and the questions are related by team or sport or other theme that I came up with out of nowhere. So question number one, New York Jets quarterbacks. David, Chad Pennington, Goliath, Ken O'Brien. We're going to check in. All right. New teammate who this is checked in. Shark Stank. Talk it out. I can only, I was only help with the David. I so. know. I know. And I have but... nothing on where Ken O'Brien went to college. So, oh gosh. Like I said, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it's a Pac 10 school. Like I'm, like I'm fairly certain. And like I said, it's not Stanford. Could it be Cal? They face each other, I think. Oh my gosh, I'll be sick to my stomach if I if I blow this. Well, should we just go with the David on this one, since you're not necessarily keying in on on yeah, exactly also what it is? By a lot, you might as well just do it. Hey, you shut up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, we're going to check in with the David with Marshall. All right. And new teammate, who dis? What did you check in with? Yeah, Scott had the Marshall for David right away. I'm for the Goliath. I'm thinking I was for some reason I thought he was a West Coast, like a somewhere in California. And I can't place where I think it's a smaller school, but I just couldn't get anywhere further than that. Um, so we just checked in with David with Marshall. All right. Uh, both teams getting points. The David is Marshall. Chad Pennington went to Marshall. He was drafted 18th overall in 2000, 181 spots ahead of the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. The Goliath. So hey, wait, you're I, on this show. I'm sorry. We don't recognize that. You, Ken Anderson was not drafted there. You don't you don't ever disparage China at all, Chad, the most accurate passer in history. You knock it off. Yeah. Uh I had no Chad Pennington was good, man. He those Jets teams were good. It was a battle with the Patriots back in the early. Oh, season. yeah. He just couldn't throw the ball more than 20 yeah. yards down the field. Noodle arm. <laughs> Everybody's got a noodle arm. And you're throwing to Randy Moss in college, it makes you look a little bit better. Uh Ken O'Brien. So yeah, I 
I, he was part of the 83 draft. He was the fifth quarterback drafted in 83. He was the primary starter for the Jets from 1985 to 1991. Led the Jets to playoffs in 85, 86, and 91. And he went to Marcus. You had half of it. No. Mason had half of it. He was correct. Uh, FCS school, UC Davis. Mm. Oh, I'm glad I didn't say it then. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I didn't say it. Yep. I had no idea. I, I remember I looked up the 83 draft when I was just double checking where um, Tony Easton got drafted. And I was like, Ken O'Brien, UC Davis? Like, really? Like, some of those, some of these are the obscure things like Boomer Esiason going to Moorhead State. Like, so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, how did these guys end up there? But, all right. I, I so, have no clue because Ken O'Brien, Ken Anderson, there's a lot of quarterbacks named Ken. I don't like any of them. The snake, That's what I Kenny Stabler, baby. Except yeah. for maybe Ken Dorsey. I like Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey? No, cool. thank you. You went to the yeah. U. No. <laughs> no, thanks. All right. Question number two. <laughs> this category is NFL wide receiver speedsters. The David, Ragib Ismail. The Goliath, Willie Galt. See, this is where I can be of help. Yeah, that, uh... yeah. I'm, I just immediately think of uh, Goliath. I'm trying to think of the Goliath. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, fine. I just like to let you know that I, I can help with David, even though you don't need my help with David. But that's where I. Hey. Uh, what was team. the. We're a team. Who, who was the Goliath again? Willie Galt. Willie Galt. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Mar- Mark's doing this awesome thing where he's hitting something that I should know because it's just stuff that I know. And then I'm like, oh no, wait a minute. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh man, Mason! I'm trying to think of what your version of a mind palace would be. Like you just got a new apartment, so is it? Uh, and I'm not uh, even in it right now. Right, right. I just don't know if, if that's going to become like it's got to be like it's got to sound cool. Maybe a little. Is it your like astute apartment? I don't know. We got to come up. With no, something. it should be in Louisiana. Still, Are you in Louisiana still or no? I am. Yeah, so the mind by you or something like that'd be good. <laughs> the brain by you. Brain by you. Brain by you. There it is. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any. You have a, you have a little bit more thunder than me. I have like very little thunder. Oh, not... Yeah. You know, I'm like the NBA in 2005. Just no thunder. Like you at least have like a little bit of thunder. You really want to do this right now? You want to bring up that team? You think I won't buy a ticket that, up there to that franchise? Whip some ass? Oh, if I have to keep talking <laughs> to get you to come see me, then I will just continue. <laughs> no, don't do that because then I'll hate you. <laughs> do you want to just go with what I said? Yeah, I was just gonna say I think we should just do that. Yeah, because I I don't think we're getting I don't can't get anywhere else with it. So I'm good with it. We'll check in. All right, new teammate who dis has checked in. Shark Stank, talk it out. Uh, <laughs> so jo- uh, Josh sent over right away uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I agree 100% uh, for, <laughs> for Rocket Ismail. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so if, if, if I don't know if Mark has noticed this, but in both of my games, I've had questions about guys in the NFL that have Olympic, you know, experience. And I, Willie Galt is there, and I'm. To me, I had two that popped in my head right away. I'm pretty sure it was orange and white, and I was like, "So it's Texas or Tennessee?" And I was really struggling. And like we could have just gone with David, but I, I 
I felt good enough as the more we talked it out. And so uh, we are checking in with Goliath with Tennessee. All right. Both teams will be getting their points. Uh, yeah. Rocket, Rocket Ismail went to Notre Dame. We didn't say an answer. Though. Oh, you did? We never yeah, did. They didn't. We never I was like, wait, did they give an answer? I was so confused. Yeah, I was Sorry. like, oh, wait, we, did I? we didn't say anything. All right. Never mind. Uh, new teammate, who dis? What did you check in with? You're going to have to edit that out. Man, I'm doing terrible today. The good, the good thing is, honor system, that yeah. was our answer anyway. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, we honestly didn't really have anything strong for either one to start off with. Uh, I had something stronger for the Goliath, surprisingly. Um, I thought that it was an SEC school, and I didn't know why, but it just kind of felt right, and so started going through it. And the only one that stuck for me was Tennessee, and so that's what we checked in with. Afterwards, we were talking about the David. I honestly threw out Notre Dame, and I have no idea why. I was like, that just seemed like something that fit, but apparently that's a thing. Um, but we went Goliath in Tennessee. All right, so both teams checked in with Goliath in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, so the David is Raggy Bismail, Notre Dame, my favorite team. Uh, my flavor text for that one was a phantom clipping call on a rocket punt return touchdown in the 1991 Orange Bowl versus Colorado would have given Notre Dame a, no a share of another national title. Am I bitter? Do I sound bitter? And you can thumbs down all you want. Hey, ambivalent hey. here. <laughs> we all we all know who the '91 true champion was. You guys could have come up to Seattle, or we could have gone there and just whooped Wish up. We had. On you. Wish we had. <laughs> that would have been fun, actually. Uh, yeah. In question two, uh, Goliath Willie Galt uh, did go to Tennessee, so both teams were getting their points. He was a track and football star uh, at Tennessee. He currently holds masters world records in the 100 and the 200 for all ages from. 40 to 59. So I looked up his times. He's still pretty quick. Um, so in 2006, he set a world record of 10.72 for ages 45 to 49 in the 100. At age 40, 47, he ran 21.8 uh, in the 200 for the world record for Masters 45 to 49. Uh, in the 50 to 54 age group, in 2011, he ran 10.88 and then 22.44 uh, in the 100 and 200. That's pretty damn fast. Um, and then I'm trying to see. I don't know what his record is for the 54 to 59. I don't see it. But it's probably pretty damn fast. Okay, so for context, this is ridiculous. Okay, the fastest kid at our school right now ran an 11.1, and he's like a 17-year-old. This is yep. a old man running. Old man running, running ten eighty eight. Oh, that is unbelievable! <laughs> when you're fast, you're fast. Yep. So he's still in shape and he's still running. I think he's only. I don't think he's in his sixties yet. Um, just wait. He'll set some records there too. Yeah. Then. Yeah, he is in his sixties now. Maybe he's not running anymore. I would doubt <laughs> that. It seems <laughs> like that's all he does is run. Very probably is. So anyways, good job, guys. Um, all right, the next one, question three. This is 1980s NBA white guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hell yeah. <laughs> David is Danny Ainge. Goliath, Jack Sikma. Oh. 
Oh, great. Sonic's <laughs> legend. Oh, my Lord. No, but he keeps doing this. This is something that I should know. And it's like, wait a minute. Why isn't it coming to me immediately? No. That's all I got. I, I, you know what? I don't even want to s- strain too hard. So if you want to go with that, I'm good. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll check in. All right. Uh, new teammate, who dis? Go ahead and talk it out. This is one I did not want to talk about. Yeah, I don't. Oh, man, because I, think, I don't know I think, either one. Yeah, I think David might be better just because we kind of oh, have. I'm a, not taking a shot at Jack Stigma. Like, yeah. I, yeah, because at least we have, have geographically, an Geographically, I don't even have anything for Jack Stigma. Like, yeah, at least Danny Ainge, we can maybe figure this out based on, you know, other stuff we know about him. Right. <laughs> Like he played baseball, so you would think it's going to be a school that's maybe strong in both or was. Yeah, I of the I, I kind of think of him as more of a western guy, but I mean, like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't have much behind that, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of schools out there. It's like, I don't, I wouldn't know where to start with it. I've not seen what, like watched him play in in college. I used to watch a lot of ESPN classics, like college basketball from that time, but I can't ever remember watching him play specifically. And I mean, he's been, I know we have multiple questions about him as far as like talking about his background, but like, I just, I can't remember I know. Where yeah, that's like the one detail that for some reason. Yeah, because talk about playing lost. with the Blue Jays and then like later yeah. on coming executive and all that. We never, yeah, we never talked about where he went. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I don't even have anything strong or anything at all. So we can just no, put him in school. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, West Coast is fine. I like, I can picture that. So, so do we pick like uh, I don't even know where to go with. That. I mean Stanford, but sure. I mean again, I I don't I don't I don't have him like when I think Stanford alumni. Like yeah, for some reason you'd think that Danny Ainge's name would come up. I'm just thinking like Stanford too, because you know it's prestigious and he's a white guy. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Stanford. What white privilege? Stanford, I said Stanford's it. So white. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? I mean, of the other ones, like yeah, it's whiter than SC, unless you're, you know, a good-looking quarterback or Lori Laughlin's kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you want to just go Stanford, Mason? Sure, that's fine. For David. All right, we're gonna check in with the David answer of Stanford. All right. Excellent. And Sharkstank, why don't you tell us what you checked in with? Uh, well, I, uh, I've i done some different looking at uh, two-sport athletes, and I think I maybe even did a missing link of two-sport athletes. And I don't think I used him, but I definitely looked at him. And um, there's a certain school that is even uh, more so known for white people than Stanford. Um, and so I do believe he was a fellow bike rider. Shout out to Eric Walling. Uh, I think he went to BYU. 
All right, so you guys checked in with the David with BYU. Yes. Uh, one team will be getting their points. Yes, Danny Ainge he went did. to BYU. Um, he was drafted by the Boston Celtics in the second round in 1981, even though he won the Wooden Award that year as the nation's top college basketball player. Um, he did play for the Blue Jays. I thought it was interesting. He played for the Blue Jays while he was still in college. So um, he was mm -hmm. playing basketball, and then he would go play for the Blue Jays. And until Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit a home run uh, recently, it must have been last season, uh, Danny Ainge was the youngest Blue Jay to ever hit a Major League uh, Baseball home run. The Goliath, this was a tough one. Um, I came across it when I was doing research for the, the Jack uh, question in the first quarter. And Jack Sigma went to Illinois Wesleyan. Cool. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, that's definitely a Goliath. That could be a who right there. I, I thought afterwards I was like, oh crap. That could be a who? <laughs> that's a where. Well, in your school? No, I've, I've heard There's of it. There's a lot of Wesleyan schools. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I've definitely heard yeah. of it. I was just like, I when I told Josh I didn't want to strain, I was just like, I and I never would have gotten that. That was just not in me. <laughs> no. It never would isn't, have uh, isn't that where uh, Marshall and Ted went? Uh, from How I Met Your Mother, didn't they go to Illinois? They went Wesleyan? to Wesley. I don't know which chapter of it, though. It might have been. You might be right. Because they, when they took a road trip to go to their favorite pizza place, they went back to the, uh, like, they went through Chicago to get to there. So that's true. I You're think right. they man, maybe man, did go to yeah. man, Illinois we're just, we're just hitting all the whitest things. Are <laughs> <laughs> there any black people in that show? That's also when they were, that's when they were drinking yes. energy drink, too. Wayne so, Brady yeah. was Wayne Brady. Marty's, uh, brother brother yeah really yeah half brother half, i watched yeah, like five brother. episodes yeah. and it just wasn't that his wasn't gay crazy. half brother his gay yeah, half brother yes and he actually is really that i mean wayne brady's funny to begin with but he was really good in that role as well so, so yeah there was mass singer champion Wayne and brady. they're they're probably if i really thought about there there probably were maybe a few more who made at least there were some other black people. i really tried to get into it and i was just like yeah this is not for me that's all right there were some other black there's a big uh, black security looking guard guy who helps marshall and barney prank ted with uh, the texts when they were pretending <laughs> to be like a girl he was into so there, there were some black people not a lot ted dated a couple of black girls too ted ted dated he went on some dates with some black girls he did, he did but yeah for being a show based in New York City, it's it probably <laughs> yeah. should have had they probably should have had a black friend in hindsight. Like <laughs> yeah. All right. Question four. The category is 1990s baseball. David Nomar Garcia Para. Goliath Rafael Palmero. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Where people went to college for baseball Yuck. is tough. I was just hoping that this wouldn't happen. <laughs> so one thing. I'm um, wait. Let me let me hold I on. One, I have one thing popping in my head. Wait. Let me think. What? Where is that from? Hold on. Oh, Mason's in the brain by you. <laughs> he is. Oh, hey, he me... worked for Tennessee, so. Rain by you. Okay, we're checking in. All right, new teammate who dis has checked in. Shark Stank, go ahead and talk it out. What are you guys thinking? Oh, yeah. I saw um, that focused look on Mason's face, and I was like, oh no, he knows it. No, no. Um, 
Yeah, the only thing, like I said, that's the only thing that pops into my head for Nomar is for some reason I see him uh, in UCLA colors, but that's, I don't know why I thought that. It's just the only thing I could. I literally have nothing on either of these. I do not no, know no. where. Rafael Palmero, absolutely not. <laughs> so I have uh, never looked up Rafael Palmero's <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I haven't either. <laughs> oh, so uh, to go with the, I have like literally zero. So if you oh. even have, if you have some inkling, like, let's and, go. And now it. that I'm thinking about it, it might be the ju- only solely on the fact that I think they use the same script as Boston. Now that I think about it, on their for their B on their batting helmets because they play Washington, obviously. It might just be that, but that's oh. the only thing I have. I, I got nothing, so <laughs> go with it. Okay, we're going to check in for the David with UCLA. All right, and new teammate, who this? What did you check in with? Uh, I had to double-check this, but um, there was a documentary on SEC Network about him and somebody else. It was a teammate. He played Major League Baseball. I'm, once I tell you the school, you'll probably be able to tell the other person. Um, but it was about him and somebody else, and I remember watching it, and – I believe I'm pretty sure now I'm thinking about it, it was Mississippi State. So we checked Goliath and Mississippi State. One team will be getting their points. Uh, the David answer, or excuse me, I should go with the correct answer, I guess. So Rafael Palmero, Mississippi State uh, for Goliath is correct. Um, he was teammates with Will Clark at Mississippi State. They famously hated each other. Um, there was a very good, I think it might have been a 30 for 30. Um, first, and then yeah, I came out on SEC Network about um, how they were teammates. So obviously, their team was awesome. Um, made it to the College World Series. I think they won it uh, once or twice in the '80s. It was a first-round pick in 1985 by the Cubs. Uh, the David answer: uh, Nomar Garcia Parra went to Georgia Tech, where he was actually teammates with his future Red Sox teammate Jason Veritek, who was the catcher at, at Georgia Tech. Uh, he was a first-round pick for the Red Sox in 1994. Question number five, NHL. Oh, oh God. Oh. All right. Hey, this better be a quick question. You guys better not even think about this. <laughs> David, podcast favorite, TJ Oshie. Goliath. Oh, Paul Correa. You better know this, Jabroni. Um, Mr. Never. Oh, you never went to War Road. Oh, and well, you should know it. You, you, you're all like, oh no, the pride of blah blah blah, Washington. Yeah, that's uh, Everett. I have that written down. <laughs> so both of you should know this. I'm gonna check in. All right, Shark Tank is checked in. New teammate, who dis? What do you got for college hockey? <laughs> well, I like TJ Yoshi. I just want to point that out. Don't know if there's a University of War Road, but if there was, that's probably where he went. <laughs> um, but we don't know. So yeah, you think yeah. maybe Boston? You, I mean, it makes sense. I was just thinking they crank out a lot of NHL players. Yes, they do. He's, and I mean, know your host. You said, yeah, I know your host kind of thing in Boston area. So uh, otherwise, yep. I, I don't know. I've literally never heard of Paul Korea, um, ever. I know him, but that's so. it. I know his name. I know that he was in the Mighty Ducks. I know he was a good player. I'm good with uh, Boston U, Mason. So. All right. We'll do that for the David and move on. 
<laughs> All right. And Shark Stank, why don't you tell us what you checked in with? Uh, well, I, I think I have the David. My guess is Paul Correa probably went to somewhere in the Northeast. One of those colleges, you know, it, there's a slew of them there. Now, granted, there's a slew of them in the Minnesota area as well. I do believe he went to the one that is the Division One school that is closest to where he graduated high school. Let's go with that. So I, I won't say he's from there, I guess. Uh, so the closest uh, D1 school to War Road is the University of North Dakota. That's what I'm checking in with. For the David. For the David. Uh, yep. So... Um... TJ Oshi went to North Dakota. As we all know, he's from War Road, Minnesota, although he was born in Everett, Washington. The Goliath, Paul Correa, and for the record, people check in, you know, Boston University, one of the schools I hate the most. Boston College, I also hate them because I went to the University of New Hampshire. Uh, Paul Correa went to the University of Maine. Um, so, so did Ben Gite. I know that. That's, about, yeah. that's all so I know did, about University of Maine. So did ben Gite. So I play. Uh, I attended the Paul, Paul Korea's last uh, home last game that he played for the University of Maine. Uh, I was at the game. It was in Portland, Maine. Um, UNH beat up on UMaine that year. Uh, that day, that day, set three. Um, and then he left to go to the Canadian Olympic team and never came back to school. So he played a season and a half at Maine. He. Uh, their team won the national championship and he won the Hobie Baker in 1993. He was an unbelievable college player. Every time he was on the ice, they had a, it was a line with him and uh, two other guys. I always thought they were going to score. And I looked up his stats and he had a hundred points in 39 games um, his freshman year. And then he had 24 points in 12 games his sophomore year before he left. All right. At the end of the second quarter, we have a score of Josh. Uh, Shark Stank is 240, and new teammate who dis not too far behind at 200. That brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Question number one Within one year, either way, when did ESPN2 start programming? We're going to check in. All right, Sharks Think has checked in. Again, new teammate who dis. Go ahead and talk it out. We, we don't really have to. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're just yeah. about to check in. Yeah. So basically, you know, ESPN was late 70s, like 78, 79. How long would they take to put in another channel? The 90s was kind of our... You know, that was my first thing just because, you know, that's when you started to have a lot more cable channels. You could easily see ESPN kind of expanding there. And yeah. yeah, And and with that, like I was saying, like ESPN two for me growing up watching sports was around and I probably started watching sports independently around the mid nineties. So I'm thinking that if it is the mid, if it is the nineties, it's probably a little bit earlier because I had it there. And also, I mean, there was classic as well. And that came out probably in the late 90s early 2000s so you would think it'd be a little bit before then so yeah just trying to you know cover the most ground we, we are going to check in with 1993 
All right. And Sharkstank, what did you check in with? Uh, yeah, this, uh, I think it happened right around the time I graduated from high school, um, which uh, was 1993. I, and I think that covers me either, either way. It definitely was around when I was in college. Um, I don't know if it was there for my senior or not of high school, but uh, so we also are checking in with 1993. Well, you guys didn't even need the range. Uh, 1993 <laughs> is the correct answer. So, and yes, you know, I well, am old. <laughs> I graduated in 1992 from high school. So you are old as older. well. Uh, question number two. And Mason, um, I apologize for the rest of the questions. Those are all okay. about, they're all about movies. <laughs> no Mighty Ducks, though. Uh, God. Question God. two. Which, meet, which 2020 movie features Ben Affleck playing an alcoholic former basketball star returning to his high school as coach? Yep. <laughs> New teammate who this has checked in. Shark stank. You can talk it out this time. Yeah, we Josh was typing it at the same time. I just hit enter quicker, but uh we're going to check in with the way back. All right. And new teammate who this? What did you check in with? I actually Scott typed in first, but I actually had this. I believe that I wrote a question about this way back in the gap. Um <laughs> Nice. I believe I was on that game and got it right. Yeah. Uh, so we also checked in with the way back. Both teams getting points. The answer is the way back. Uh, it was a good movie. I watched it on the plane on flying to Florida um, about a month and a half ago. Doesn't kind of, if you guys haven't seen it, it kind of doesn't go in the direction. I didn't think it went the direction that I thought it was going to go. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good movie. So what, Ben Affleck was just method acting like for a while in his life? He was just living his life. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's mean. That's mean, Ben Affleck. I know you, you're an avid listener of the show. We we enjoy your film. <laughs> Never coming on now. <laughs> Can't get Hey, I, I have an unpopular opinion that uh, about Ben Affleck. I think he was the best all around oh, no. Batman. Stop it. Stop it. Live action Batman. I'm going to take the he's the he's to me. He looks the best in the suit. I will give you that. He's the best Bruce Wayne as well. <laughs> yeah, he's Ben Affleck. Sorry, I, that's like I said, unpopular I, opinion. No, no, no. I think I think he is. He was fantastic as it. I I I hold Michael Keaton in high regard. I I mean, Bale, Bale doesn't do it for me at all. Really? No, no, no. So anyway, like I said, I that's just my opinion he was he's the Respect best it. in some of the worst movies right right worst batman film but best batman I yeah so i get it josh to, to me to me ben affleck's the best jack ryan so i i completely understand oh so. that is also probably an unpopular that's probably opinion. spicier that's, that's, that's that, might be, that is yeah, spicier. Yeah, that's <laughs> i i love some of all fears i i enjoyed that one i wouldn't say it's my favorite of the the series mark, mark is jack ryan to be to be honest I might go with John Krasinski. John Krasinski. I, I figured a lot of people would. Yeah, like I, I like. I've, I've enjoyed. Show. I've enjoyed the show, the two seasons so far. So I, I've read most of the Tom I, Isaac books. Bruce and I, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> I see Alec Baldwin when I think of Jack Ryan, just because he was in Hunt for Red okay. October, and that was the first one. Yeah. Um, but 
Okay, question number. My six. elementary school janitor's name. Sorry, my I, my <laughs> elementary school janitor's name was Jack Ryan. So I that's who I see when I think of Jack. Ryan. <laughs> I like how you knew the last name of your high school janitor. Like you guys are fouling it up. Well, they no because they called him Mr. Ryan. Like the teachers would always say, "Oh, Mr. Ryan's gonna come and clean you that up." Jack? But then when he no, every time he'd get there, he'd be like, "Oh, just call me Jack." So obviously, it was like, "Okay, Jack Ryan." Like, <laughs> awesome. Okay, let me write this down. Jack Ryan. High school janitor. Scott's high school janitor. That'll go well in the summary. All right. Uh, we, something we learned. Shout out to Jack Ryan. <laughs> like fun fact the, about janitor the actual, Jack Ryan. The actual Jack Ryan. Not, yeah, not these guys the who are pretending to be Jack Ryan. To be Jack Ryan. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. He would have been in our facial hair bracket had we decided to include janitors <laughs> and like noble profession Janet. workers. There's Jeez. our Patreon. He would have been in it. Janitor facial hair bracket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I shouldn't do that. Jack Ryan's gotta... a really nice guy. He was a maintenance man. All right. He was a yeah. maintenance engineer. Just don't call, call him a cons- don't call him a custodial engineer. That's... Right. Well, yeah, he would also plug in like the projectors too. He did more than just mop floors. Like, All right, I think they we called him at the VCR jam. We officially, know too much about Janitor Jack Ryan. Let's get going. I'm done. I'm done with Janitor Jack. <laughs> Janitor Jack Ryan. All right. Question number three. Ryan. What 1999 movie centers around a small town team hosting the New York Rangers in an outdoor hockey game? Hey, hold on. I might have this. Good, because I don't. That, that that sounds like that's a all thing. I got. That's all I got. If you can get me there, that's a thing. I've heard of it. Can you um, give me the rest um, of okay. it? Can you give me the rest of it? Because uh, I looked up this for a question, but I I cannot remember. I, Marcus, I think you might be right. I think so too. But I I, just need, I don't know I much about it. But <laughs> I go with it. I don't know all much right. about it. But <laughs> all right, we're gonna check in. All right, uh, Shark Tank has checked in. New teammate, who dis? What you got? Sounds like Mason's got something. Oh, talk it out. I, I he, looked up this for, state. Uh, it's it's something Alaska, but I can't remember what it is. Because I looked this up for a question for halftime, and somebody I think used it, or I decided not to use it, but I can't remember what it's called. It's some, yeah. so something Alaska. Not that that's not what I was watching in 1999. Shout out Varsity Blue. Shout out She's All That. Shout out Bring It On. Um, damn, that was a good year for movies. Eliza Dushku and Bring It On. It's not I'm it's something think. it's something weird. It's because the name okay. of the place, it's like something Alaska, and the name of it's not it's not like a typical town name. It's baked, something weird. Baked Alaska. <laughs> yes, baked comma Alaska. That's a Dave Chappelle joint, I think. <laughs> no, that's half baked Alaska. He didn't fully bake it. Okay. Oh, something Alaska. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to. And it has to do with hockey and the Rangers. Yeah, I, I don't. I vaguely remember the summary of it, but that's. I remember the Rangers were in it, and it was. A, it fits the description of what he said. I just. Uh, do you think it's just? Is it just one word, Alaska? Or is it like a phrase? It's it's the name of the town. It's like something comma Alaska. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Is I it don't a fictional rem- town. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is. It's not oh, like great. it's not like Nome, Alaska or something. It's something weird. 
because gnome isn't weird. Then, right, right. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's some, it's not an actual place in Alaska. You can't travel to this place. Gotcha. I, gotcha. I'm not going to get that then if it's something weird like that. Um, I'm. By the way, Marcus had this right away, so. Yeah, I can I can imagine. Oh, okay. He's all over those hockey. Oh, it's going to be a Mar- It's it's going to be a Marcus word, so it's like. <laughs> Daddy Alaska. <laughs> Daddy Alaska. <laughs> that's that's my stripper name. Uh, Daddy Alaska. Daddy Alaska. <laughs> I come out dressed like an Eskimo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it it's like a it's like a ten minute set because I have so many layers on. <laughs> I come out of an igloo. <laughs> Oh my god, there's so much so much gold in this episode. <laughs> first time I, 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 first I can't, time I, I take can't off help you anymore because first time I take I off my parka, I've got, like a, I've got like a fishing rod, like I act like I'm gonna show them all the goods and it's a fishing <laughs> rod because I <laughs> swinging it. <laughs> oh my word. Poor Mason's trying to think about the answer, Marcus. I, I'm about his fishing rod. <laughs> This is painful. Yeah, now I got that stuck in my head. I don't think I'm gonna get there. Oh, yeah, he's, oh man, he's got the fishing rod. He's like, do you know you want it? Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> do you know you want it? Get out of here, Scott. <laughs> Daddy Alaska is now officially my favorite thing. That's not a real thing. <laughs> Maybe next door to the sound. Man, this is frustrating. I I don't think I'm gonna get it. No, it's no. It's it's something random. What's, it's it's not something you what's, can. I don't, what's Mackie's favorite word? <laughs> I have no. I don't know. I didn't ask him his favorite word. I'll make sure to do that for next episode. All right, it's aggregate Alaska. <laughs> Okay. I don't know Mackie, but he uh, seems like someone that would like the word aggregate. Oh, oh okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. I'd, when I hear it, it's going to click, but I, I can't think of it. So, sure. Go with right. that. We're, That's we're, fine. Checking, we're checking in with, no, we're just going to check in with something Alaska. <laughs> Sounds good. It's uh, more likely than daddy. Shark Stank, do you want to tell him the right answer? Um, maybe if I gave Mason some clues, maybe he'd want to solve. Oh, the yeah. checked in with Mystery Alaska. <laughs> Goodness, yep. One team will be getting a point. The movie is Mystery Alaska. Uh, Scott Grimes plays the lo- local team's star. Scott, have you been holding um, out your hockey skills from us? I, You know what? I don't go back that far in actor Scott Grimes' uh, filmography. I know he was good in Party of Five, though, and, uh, you know. So, I think I'm that's why I wanted to write that question because I saw someone named Scott Grimes was in it. Now that it's starting to come back a little bit, <laughs> Not, he often is. He's tagged in some of our metadata stuff from some of our episodes. Oh, there right. he is. On that's different right. ones, it'll be Scott Grimes actor. I'm like, what? Yeah, he does. He does the voice of Stan Smith on American Dad, right? Yep. Yeah. Same guy? I think yeah. I'm gonna get him in. I'm gonna get him in. Uh, we're gonna play a two on two. You gotta get Scott him on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna get on here. I'm gonna find another uh, Josh Bomback, and it's gonna be Josh Bomback and Josh Bomback again. Scott Grimes. I don't Scott think Grimes. you're you're gonna be searching for a long time, so I don't think there is another one. But good <laughs> oh, luck. Yeah. 
There's only one you, Josh, that's for sure. Question number four. In one of my favorite sports me movies, Major League, soon-to-be manager Lou Brown answers the phone at his business when the Cleveland GM calls. What product does Lou sell? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a you you're trusting me kind of yes you i trust you i know a lot about that movie but not that so go for it all right we're gonna check in all right shark stank is checked in new teammate who dis talk it out yeah i make i figured you hadn't seen it (laughs) yeah it's a movie i I mean i've seen it multiple times i honestly it's been 20 years since i've watched major league and so to try to remember the small small details isn't going to happen for me. I hardly remember the the important details, let alone <laughs> the small ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like William H. Hayes and Wild Things Cool. I'm not a big Tom Berenger guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just name a product. Look at Marcus, uh, disgusted. Like Tom Berenger is the best actor of all time. Underrated. I I love Cleveland, the city. My I think, think I told you guys. My brother's the president of inclusion and diversity for the cleveland baseball team like i i i love cleveland but products from there i don't pay attention to that when i'm there how about wigs <laughs> i see a lot of girls with the what do they call it the weave when i'm there so let's say wigs we're gonna check in with the wigs all right uh shark stank what did you check in with don't think it's wigs. Uh, pretty sure this is an uh, automobile product. And those would be tires. One team will be getting their points. The answer is wigs. No, I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> tires. Uh, yeah, Lou Brown owns Lou Brown's Tire World. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is at the beginning when the Cleveland general manager calls to offer him the job and he says, let me think it over, Charlie. I got a guy in the other line about some white walls. That's awesome. <laughs> so I love that movie. Uh, I could ask a lot of questions about that, but it's one of my it's one of my favorite lines. Question number five: Name the two primary characters that Rocky Balboa fights in Rocky Three. The first is in an exhibition match, and then the second he fights twice. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think that works. I think those are the two. I think okay. Yeah. All right. We're gonna check in. All right. Shark Stank has checked in. New teammate, who this? Talk it out. So surprisingly, I have one of these. Um, and that's only from the fact that I host trivia on Wednesdays and I asked a question about Mr. T. Um remembering that he was Clubber Lang in Rocky Three, but I don't know the other. Hey, woman! I've never seen. A, a <laughs> I haven't. I've seen part of Rocky Three only because my nephew was obsessed with it for a while. Um, but I couldn't tell you the other yeah. one. I I haven't seen a Rocky movie, but I really like Creed with Michael B. Jordan. That was a good movie. Um, I yeah. I don't know. Like we named some other guys that we know he fought, but not in Part Three. So yeah. So I. We can come up with a name. I mean, I, I, it's going to be probably it's some random person, I guess. If it's an exhibition. It's probably not going to be anybody. Right. Yeah. They're going to remember. Vasquez. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> sure. So you want to come in with Clubber Lang and Vasquez. All right, very interesting. Uh, Shark Tank, what did you check in with? Okay, so um, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do know it. Uh, oh, that sucks. I, yeah, that sucks. That came okay. to me much later, obviously after yep. we checked in. Okay, so we have checked in, but I mean, technically, I guess it still could be a thing. So he obviously fights Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, one of the greatest characters of all time. Hey, woman! Hey, woman! He's talking to Adrian. That was so funny. Um, anyways, uh, so where we locked in early and what made us check in is at the very end of the movie. In that movie, he gets trained by Apollo to beat Clubber Lang, and Apollo says, you owe me a rematch. And so the very end, the last freeze frame of the movie is those two throwing punches at each other. So that's what we locked in with, or we checked in with. Jeez, checked in with Clubber Lang and Apollo Creed. But if I think about what you and Josh brought it up late, he goes, "Wait, wasn't Hulk Hogan in this movie?" And I go, "Oh my God, it is." He had an exhibition with his character Thunder Lips, but we did check in with Apollo Creed and Clubber Lang. So neither team will be getting points. Uh, <laughs> no, they don't actually <sighs> fight in the movie. Because they freeze frame before the punches are thrown. The correct answer is <sighs> Dang it. Thunder Lips and Clubber Lang. Thunder Lips oh, portrayed by Hulk Hogan. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Marcus. It just it just popped in my head for a second. I was like, I was like, wait, was that the one that Hogan was in too? And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, if you would have said it, I would have gotten there. But that's on me too. I just I I should have thought about it. No, because I I remember that last scene. That but you're right. Technically, they don't actually quite fight because it. Yeah, it freezes. it's like freeze frame as they're both throwing like an unprotected absolute haymaker mm -hmm. on each other. I always imagine in my head that they both connected and just like knocked each other out. Um. <laughs> The boxing in those movies is really terrible. They never have their, they're never like gloves up, like trying to block things. They're just no, taking no, they're always makers. like, they're always like, look at Rocky, he's getting mad. As, as Ivan Drago, who's this roided up machine, is just smashing him in the face, punching, punching the daylights out of him. <laughs> every so, yeah, movie, every movie, they just take, just like, hey, free shots right here. I'm right sorry. In the face. Oh, man. Yeah, I think Rocky Dang Three it. is my favorite of the Rocky movies. Oh, absolutely! It opens up with the Thunder Lips um, exhibition bout, and then Clubber <laughs> Lang talking lips. all kinds of smack like the entire movie. It's awesome. Yeah. So after halftime, we have a score of Shark Stank three hundred and twenty points. New teammate who dis two hundred and forty points. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Today's third quarter will be Pick and Roll. Pick and roll. For this quarter, there will be four lists containing 10 items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the two lists they want 
and the team winning coming into the quarter will receive the remaining two lists. If the team does not correctly identify all 10 items from a list, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The teams will alternate trying to complete their lists. Each item is worth 10 points. You do realize there are 40 things to identify mm-hmm. and you, you don't think you're going to get any who's? Uh, I mean, no. hey, I'm just saying, good luck. Good luck to yeah, you. That's, there, that's a lot. There, there will be, I think there will be a few who's in this one. Hey, so far, you're but, good. So far, so good. Yeah. Yep. This is where Dan and Matt both play tested this game and this is where Dan thought it got a little bit harder. So. Dan thinks it's hard. Oh, oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. I will, have the, I will have our timer well set. All right. So <laughs> there you go. Four lists to choose from today, players. And I have a note. Anyone who thought that they'd get through a game written by me with no Tour de France questions. Oh, my, God. my favorite event in the entire world. Oh my God! Well, sword. Marcus, we're gonna get that one. Yep, a hundred percent. I was just gonna say, you guys start making your list now. Just yeah, yeah. work on it. Lance Armstrong, I'll give you a one. There well, you go. He technically, <laughs> nope, hasn't he did zero. He's not on this list. Uh, <laughs> list one: the last ten unique countries of Tour de France winners. List two: all-time reception leaders for the New England Patriots. List four, uh, three, excuse me. Last 10 first round picks in the NFL draft from Notre Dame. And list four, the 10 members of the Men's Hockey East Conference, other than the fine University of New Hampshire. Well, I think that's going to be our other one that we get. Fucking ass. We're going to get Tour de France <laughs> and hockey, college hockey. New teammate, who dis? Uh, which two lists would you like, and which one would you like first? We are going to take lists two and three, which are the uh, exceptions for Patriots and last 10 first round picks for Notre Dame, and we will do Notre Dame first. All right. Uh, you guys come up with your list for the last 10 first round picks from Notre Dame. Those would be our 10. You can double check if there's anything you want to. No, that's good. I'm good with that. Okay, then we're ready to check in. All right. New teammate, who dis? Checking in. Why don't you tell us your list for the last 10 first-round picks from Notre Dame? We have Quentin Nelson, Mike McGlinchey, Ronnie Stanley, Will Fuller, Zach Martin, Jerry Tillery, podcast favorite Harrison Smith, Tyler Eifert, Jalen Smith, and we're hoping it might go back this far. Brady Quinn. You guys identified nine of the ten. I knew Jalen. Yeah, I, let I me, knew that was the only one. Let me just double check because. No, uh, we we know that wasn't right. Okay. We, yeah, we threw a second we, rounder, but we, we ran out. So Yeah, we ran out of names. We're like, he might have maybe snuck in, but I, I didn't yeah. think so. All right. So Jerry Tillery, 2019. Quentin Nelson, 2018. Mike McClinchy, 2018. Ronnie Stanley, 2016. And Will Fuller, 2016. Zach Martin, 2014. Tyler Eifert, 2013. Number nine on the list is Harrison Smith, 2012. And number 10 is Brady Quinn in 2007. So, Sharks Tank, there is one name missing. 
uh, number eight in the list. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be a uh, St. Paul, Minnesota native, Michael Floyd. And Michael Ooh. Floyd is correct. Yeah, Ooh. I did double check. Jalen Smith, uh, second rounder, third, third pick in the second round. Yep. In 2016, we just literally didn't have another name. Yeah, so. we were throwing out linebackers. We figured if we're picking second rounders, let's pick the highest Wait. pick in the second round. Wait. So, wasn't? Hold on. Wasn't uh. Wait, how far back did it go? 2007. Brady Quinn, 2007. The next name is Jeff Fain in 2003. I was going to say, so that's what's funny is I had a bunch of late, like early names because I was like, they were bad from like, they were were bad for a long time. And so, yeah, thanks to, hey, Ty Willingham ruined both of our schools. So, yep, exactly. I forgot about Michael Floyd. I knew there was a receiver. Remember I typed receiver? Yeah, you're like, there's another receiver. But I couldn't. Because Golden Tate was a second rounder. Um, Yep, we had him. I I think Samarjo would have been a first rounder had he come out. Yep. But yep. Uh, yeah, Michael Floyd. Yep. Yeah. So through 2021, Notre Dame has had 520 players drafted, which is the most by any school. Uh, Shark Stank, why don't you tell us which list you are going to be doing first? I think we're starting with the Hockey East, correct? Isn't that the one that that's the one I was yeah. spending most of my time on? <laughs> yes. Um, we're uh, we're checking in. All right. Great. Uh, so, Shark Stank, why don't you tell me your list of the 10 members of Men's Hockey East other than the University of New Hampshire. Okay, we have Boston, Boston College, Connecticut, UMass, Maine, Vermont, Providence, Northeastern, Belmont, and Rhode Island. All right, you have correctly identified eight. Of the ten members of Hockey East, other than the University of New Hampshire, you said this is going to be hard. You thought it was going to be hard. Just, I do, once I thought about it, it became not as you know. I yeah. do pay attention to some college hockey, so it's like okay. That's why we felt comfortable giving it to you. You got you got what I thought might have been the hardest one because they're both <laughs> relatively new to Hockey That's East. Hilarious. So, um, so you got correctly identified: Boston College, Boston University, UConn. UMass, Maine, Northeastern, Providence, and Vermont. So okay. there are two uh, two teams missing. So Belmont is in uh, Tennessee. They do not have college hockey, to my knowledge. Yeah. And uh, University of Rhode Island uh, does not play D1 college hockey. I don't think okay. they play college hockey at all. That's all right. We, uh, like I said, I, I had eight. Yeah, the, yeah then, he had the eight that were correct, and then I just threw out two. I, I had no. I couldn't <laughs> come up with anything else. So. Um, yeah, which UConn. one is the newest one too? That... UConn. UConn just joined hockey. Okay, I that was picking those states that are all right there. They've been playing college hockey for a while. They were in okay. um, they were in the same conference as like Mercyhurst and Canisius. There's only one Division One college hockey pro. Uh, sorry, there's two Division One college hockey programs in Rhode Island. Oh, you guys, thanks. You guys identified one of them. The other one's not in hockey East. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. Uh, so, yeah. So, new teammate who dissed. There are two answers remaining. Uh, go ahead and let me know what you're thinking. I no. wasn't even paying attention. I was making my Patriots receptions list. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Some Northeast so, schools. One of the Massachusetts schools. Besides BU and BC. Yeah. Oh, no. MIT. I have no. 
and maybe so if it's any schools in New York, like I don't. I mean, based I on the list so far, it doesn't really seem like that there's. It right. seems like it's everything but New York. Yeah. Fordham. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my old roommate went to Fordham. Okay. So, so go Fordham and <laughs> pick a random other school up there. Um, let's go the pride of, of my hometown, Troy, New York, and we'll say RPI. All right, who, you guys, doesn't, who doesn't love RPI hockey? You guys are checking in with RPI and, and Fordham. Fordham. <laughs> nice. Unfortunately, you will not be getting any points. RPI is Shocker. ECAC. Most of the New York schools are in the ECAC. Yeah. Um, so the two you're missing, they're, they're, UConn's the newest. These are the two most obscure because they are Division II um, schools in general for most of their athletic programs. They play D1 hockey, although UMass Lowell is one of the schools and Merrimack. Um, is the other school mm. both oh, in Merrimack? Okay, UMass Lowell is transitioning to full D1 um, in everything. Oh, wow. So uh, they're actually in the same conference um, in basketball as UNH, um, the uh, America East. So nice job, guys, getting eight out of ten. That was a tough list. And so now, new teammate who dis, come up with your list for the all-time reception leaders for the New England Patriots. We okay. are checked in. All right. Scott, why don't you uh, read off your answers? Yeah, we have Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, Troy Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Dion Branch, James White, Irving Fryer, Kevin Falk, last name Morgan, and Randy Moss. All right, you have correctly identified eight of the ten. All right. Okay. So going down the list, uh, what you identified correctly. Number one, Wes Welker, 672 receptions. Number two, Julian Edelman, 620. Number three, my guy, Troy Brown, 557. Number four, my other guy, first name Stanley, last name Morgan. 534 receptions. Number five, Rob Gronkowski, 521. Number seven, Kevin Falk, 431. Number eight, James White, 369. Number nine, Irving Fryer, 363. So incorrect, uh, Dion Branch and Randy Moss. So Dion Branch is number 11. <laughs> one behind, one reception behind number 10. Oh, what did I just say? I said, he mentioned that one. When, yeah, when Josh and Mark were off, he said it's probably going to be some guy that's off by one. Yep. So you are <laughs> uh, Shark Stank. You have the opportunity to steal uh, two answers number six and number 10. So did you make a list for this, Josh? Uh, yes. Do you have names that they did not mark off? Yes. Hmm. Would do you want me to tell you my a... names or do you yeah. want to tell me your yeah. names? Uh, well, do we agree that one of them's a tight end? Yes. We took him off. Ben Coates. Ben Coates. Okay. I agree with that. And one's okay. a wide receiver. Um, On my list, I, I, have a, I have a wide receiver and another tight end are my other two names. Okay. So who do you have? Do we there? agree on Ben Coates. Um, I thought Ben Watson could also be okay. on this list. Maybe. I didn't come up with him, but okay. And then the other receiver that I had was Terry Glenn. That's the other name I had. 
Okay. I have Coates so, and Glenn. So since there's overlap, let's go. Let's. You want to check in with Coates and Glenn? I feel good with those. Like I, I had eleven names down because I wasn't sure with. I had Branch as well in my list. Like, I had like fourteen. <laughs> I left off so Dan Branch did because we. never oh. would say his name again because yeah. fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm cool if we want to check in with uh, Coates and Glenn. I fi- I figured just because of that Bledsoe era, they were throwing a ton. I I I knew Ben Coat Ben Coates was like a for sure for me. Oh yeah yeah. Um and so yep. And All right. I I maybe would have had Branch ahead of Glenn and like if I had to come up with my own list, but since Branch went away and is not on the list, I, I'm hoping it's Terry Glenn in the tenth okay. spot. So those are our two. Awesome. You guys have completed the list. Number six. Yeah baby. Six Let's go. Ben Coates, four hundred ninety receptions. Number ten, Terry Glenn. 329 that, that sucks because i had terry glenn and we went with moss we thought maybe moss like snuck in at the very bottom number 10 he almost did apparently. yeah and so we took off <laughs> so, watson yeah, he, and we didn't have ben coats either moss is number 15 uh yeah. and danny danny amendola another name i thought you guys might come up with number 16 uh, we had such a long list like we had more running backs and uh david Patton and david givens and, yeah none of those guys are no, even close. Yeah. gross those, don't do I, it i talked about givens i was like i don't think that's the one no he only played for the patriots for maybe two hey, or three he was years number one target well you, yeah. you might as well have thrown Rashad yeah. caldwell on then if you're putting oh. that out there <laughs> Yeah, numbers 12, 13, and 14 were names that I wasn't even familiar with as a Patriots fan. So they were seven, 70s guys. Um, mm-hmm. So, all right. So now we come to the last list, everybody's favorite. Everybody really <laughs> wanted to answer it. The, the last 10 unique countries of Tour de France winners. Um, should, and yes, Josh. Should we go with yes. the, the 10 yep. that we've kind of come up with here? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about it any more than I have. <laughs> hey, we, we came up with 10 countries. And hey, <laughs> I, I'm, I feel good with maybe half of them. I All think right. you guys are going to do better than, than you thought. All right. All right. Okay, so we're ready to check in. All right. So Shark's Tank has checked in. What do you got? Okay, so we're going to go with Spain. Italy, Great Britain, Germany, Australia, Belgium, France, the Netherlands, Denmark, and I'm hoping this maybe goes back to Greg LeMond, so we're finishing up our list with the United States of America. All right. You guys thought this was going to be hard. Oh no! Right. We didn't get all. Of them. No, I didn't think this was no you hard. didn't get all. You didn't. Oh. Get all. <laughs> uh, but you did get seven. Oh, hey, oh. Hey. let's go, baby! <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'll go through the ones you got. Um, so third on the list, 2018, uh, Great Britain. Garrett Thomas uh, won that year. Here's where you're gonna get some who's. A lot of who's right coming right here. At least uh, the countries we, aren't who's. We, yeah, the, <laughs> so the, the, the question of all these countries. countries. <laughs> yep. So number four on the list. So the UK actually won um, from 15 to 18. All all those years it was all Great Britain. A couple different guys. But number four, Italy, 2014, Vincenzo Nibali. Number five on the list is Australia, 2011, Cadell Evans. The only time an Australian has ever won. Number seven on the list is Spain. 2009 was the last winner, Alberto Contador, although he actually probably cheated that year. Uh, 
Then we go all the way back. Number eight on the list is Germany, 1997. Jan Ulrich. He probably cheated that year as well. Number nine <laughs> on the list is Denmark, 1996. Bjarne Reese. He definitely cheated that year. Uh, and then number 10 on the list, USA, 1990, Greg Lamont. Hey, it did go back to Lamont. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So the ones you missed, Belgium goes back into the 70s. I think Eddie Merckx was the last Belgian to win. France, surprisingly, has not won the tour since 1985. They're number 12 on the list. And then the Netherlands, I think, if I remember correctly, it's back in the 60s, the last time somebody from the Netherlands. Hey, we need we, winners, baby. When we, got to, when we got to the end, we were just trying to come up with other country names in Europe we went with, and that's, you know, <laughs> like the Denmark was just another one, because he's like, the Netherlands, and I was like, Denmark? I, I know that's the only time Denmark has won it. I, uh, I yeah, like I felt good with like five ish, and then the others we were just you know throw things out there and we'll see what, what sticks. All right, watch yep. them complete this. Let's yep. go. So yeah. uh, new team who this? You got three countries left, and there's like 265 of them in the world. So. <laughs> yeah, give or take. I mean, and we and we just pretty good. Yeah, and we just named 10. <laughs> it, it, it sucks because I typed to Mason, Netherlands is my dark horse. <laughs> and then yeah. they went with it. Yeah, they took all of the ones we had. Except um, for I could see a... Mason, I could see Mason's face going, Oh, geez, yeah. come on. They, I mean, you named the big country, so right. right. Um, said the Netherlands are good with cycling in the Olympics, the right. the pursuit and things like that, or whatever. The they seem yeah. like good cy- cyclists, yeah. The Netherlands. Netherlands, 1980 was the last mm, time. Okay. He said, you think a, a South American person won recently? Yeah, I vaguely remember this. And and now okay. looking at what we have left, we're looking at 2019 and 2020 as two of them because 2018 was third on the list. Yeah. So we're looking I, for the two most recent guys to win this. Yeah, so so I, I pay so much attention. So that, And 2010 because 2009 and 2011 are taken. And there's a space so in those, between. So, those so are we have years. the years. We just got to figure out the countries more. So you um, think the South American guy was obviously one of the – Last two the more years. yeah it's i'm within the last year or two i'm pretty sure there was okay. a guy i do you know which no it i could maybe guess i think it's i don't think it's one of maybe it's like brazil or ecuador colombia or some i just i don't have okay. a, yeah. a strong feeling about that but i'm pretty sure there was some i remember something about that because it was like the first time in a very long time or maybe sure. ever that i think when um, in doubt with south america go brazil yeah, I because I mean, your odds are in your favor with the population compared to everybody right, else, that's, yeah. Um, and then other than that, back to Europe, I, 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 I feel like we're gonna have to hit Europe because just yeah. that I mean, that's where everybody pretty much so, I don't think there's been any, yeah, what outside did they of that, not say right? They didn't say Portugal, they, they didn't, didn't say Portugal, say, they didn't say Sweden, Sweden, they didn't say any of basically like the Soviet countries, right? Norway. <laughs> So, I mean, you they, didn't, can, they didn't say Finland. Yeah, you have Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Slovenia, I Slovakia, I Czech Republic. Hate, I don't hate Lithuania, maybe. Um, Czech, Bul- Bulgaria, know. Romania. Maybe the I mean, Czech. Albania. Yeah, I guess it's just what do we want to choose? I mean, you right? just, yeah. I like Brazil, like that okay. way. Yeah, I, mean, I, I it's some other strategy is if we want to try to get one, do we just go with three South American countries and hope that one of them is the one? Because it's better. We, we to could do we that could than, do that. Is the odds are I don't know if they're that much better, but 
I mean, I'm we even could, guessing random European. Countries. Yeah, I mean, we could do that because I'm, I'm. The more I think about, it, I just remember that there was someone from South so America. So, do you but, want to say Brazil, maybe Ecuador? Because that you name that. Yeah, the three that I mentioned right off the bat were Brazil, Ecuador, and Colombia. But I couldn't even begin to tell you why. Those were the first three that just came off my head, just naming countries. But we could go with those three, and maybe one of them hits. Yeah, or I, that's or, probably a better strategy. Yeah. So. And if I'm completely wrong, then oh well. We just right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so for our three, we're gonna hope one of them hits. Brazil, Ecuador, and Colombia are our three. All right. Uh, your strategies, I think, paid off. So Col- Colombia, <laughs> Colombia <laughs> is number two on the list from 2019. Uh, Egan Bernal, who's probably one of the favorites for this year's race as well. He is the first, uh, first. South American to ever win the tour in Owenly. So uh, the two that you missed, uh, 2020's winner, Slovenia, uh, Tade Pogacar won and uh, came back on the second to last stage of the race and overtook his countryman, <laughs> Primoz Rogolic, in the time trial on the second last day. So it would have been Slovenia either way for last year. And uh, number six in 2010, uh, Luxembourg, Andy Schleck, won the race when the Spanish guy uh, was uh, Contador was who was cheating in 2009 as well probably was uh, stripped of his win so <laughs> you guys got 8 out of 10 after all the, all the complaints hey. I, I, I think our strategy was good hey, at, hey, least, at least you went with countries and not having us try to come up with names for the oh, yeah that God. wasn't that would be no I, I, could, so, I can get you the Great Britain one because I remember that but other you would that, have never made it to the five timers club had you had us yeah. two names you no. <laughs> banned from this podcast I would never do that I, I knew I knew you guys would think it was like daunting, but it's really not that hard. It's like a lot of you Europe. just name countries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. And the biggest countries in Europe for the most part. So, all right, or or one of the littlest countries. Or the, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the third quarter, we have scores of Shark Stank with five hundred points, and new teammate Hudis with four hundred and twenty points. That brings us to the fourth quarter. the fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Categories for today are as follows. Question one, the University of. Question two, new. Question three, Hampshire. Question four, sucks. Question five, at basketball. So question one will be NHL. Question two will pertain to field and track. Question three is Premier League soccer. Question four is MLB. Question five is NBA. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one. The University of Vermont first made the Frozen Four in 1996. The team was led by the dynamic duo of Eric Perrin and what other forward and was backstopped by what goalie? The forward was a Stanley Cup winner, won the Hart and Ross Trophy in 2004, and the Lady Bing Trophy in 2010, 2011, and 2013. 
and he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2018. The goalie was a journeyman until making the NHL at the age of 28 and later won two Vezina trophies in 2009 and 2011 and the Stanley Cup. Name both players. We're checked in. Oh, you nerds. (laughs) All right. New teammate, two discs, is checked in. Sharks tank. Tell me what you're thinking about my really long question. I'm thinking we're going to lose some points. Okay, so what we have so far uh, is Josh coming up with, he believes that uh, the goalie might be Tim Thomas. He said he was the Bruins goalie when they won in 2011, and he said he was a goalie who got a later start. Yeah, like that. Like he was kind of a backup guy for a long time, and then so that part. But I, I, I'm not. So the Hart Trophy, I do believe, is the MVP. Okay. Um, the Ross might be points leader, maybe. I think. What's, and what's the Lady Bing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't remember what the Lady Bing is. <laughs> There's, There's too just many too many, and they're all and they're the they're um, all like a Lady little Bing bit is? different. Uh, just. The so because one like, of my questions in our chat was what's the Ross trophy? Yeah, and I wasn't, <laughs> and I could have said that for all of them. So uh, the, the he went to a college. I assume all the high profile like Euro guys probably don't go to American schools, right? No, not typically. Right. Okay. You get so, you get a couple. You get a few of them, but not yeah, not, not as many. Um, okay. So then we're thinking of either somebody who's American or Canadian, possibly. I guess. Possibly, yeah. Okay. But I, I, I mean, other than those awards and his one eight Stanley Cup, that doesn't, yeah, like I, somebody who scored just, a bunch of points in at least one season. Um, yeah, because like in my head, I was like, okay, so I worked at a sported, you know, a sports jersey place in like around this time, like 2010, 11, and I'm like, who are we selling jerseys of? And I'm like, you had like, like I said, the Blackhawks were good, so there was like Taves and. And uh, what's his ass? Um, who's the other one in, uh, in Chicago? It was Taves and... Uh, and I know him, but I can't help. Um, the other young guy. It was Taves and... I know they had a few guys. Was yeah, Marion Dustin Hoso Bufflin. was another one. Yeah, yeah Bufflin. Was he a forward? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> God, that's going to kill me. Patrick Kane. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Patrick yeah. Kane. Thank God. That was going to kill me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We can just say Bufflin. I don't know. That's is he retired? I have no idea. I don't think he is. Okay. I don't know if they have a rule that you have to be out for a certain number of years. I mean, most usually have that, but I, I don't know for sure. I, I got nothing better. Like, uh, sure. So check in with Dustin Bufflin and Tim Thomas. Yeah, for twenty-five points. Okay. All right. Uh, new teammate, who this? Why don't you tell us who you checked in with and for how many points? I, similarly to Josh, felt pretty strongly about Tim Thomas, just based on the, the criteria there. Knew that he won the cup with Boston. And I remember him kind of just coming out of nowhere, which would make sense for like a journeyman prior to getting there. So we checked in with Tim Thomas as well. Um, and then, yeah, the the rest. I mean, that's so much criteria. I, I we believe the Lady Bing is the sportsmanship trophy. Mm. Oh yeah, um, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so that kind of helped, not really at all, because I don't think we're right. But I was trying to think of guys that maybe had a reputation of being 
not knuckleheads, I guess the opposite of a knucklehead. And just looking at some of the stuff here, one of Stanley Cup, I was trying to think of the teams that had won around that time. My favorite hockey team to watch was the 04 Lightning. So based on that, uh, we just checked in with Tim Thomas and Brad Richards. How many, how many points? We uh, checked in for a whopping zero. All right. Uh, unfortunately, neither team will be getting points, although new teammate who dis was very close. Um, so, yes, the goalie is Tim Thomas. He won uh, Stanley Cup with the Bruins in 2011. The forward, who is a childhood friend of Eric Perrin, they both went to UVM, played together in the same line. Every single time they were on the ice, I thought they were going to score. I saw them play um, four or five times. Was a member of the 2004 Tampa Bay Lightning. Is it LeCavalier? It's not like Evo. Okay, good. Because I was a like, little, I don't think he went to. It's a little short guy, Martin St. Louis. He was, the, damn it. I didn't think he went to yep. college either. So he would have never. Those were the three guys on that team, with... man, that, on that Lightning team. Yep. Mm. So mm. after the first question, we have a score of Shark Stank with 475 and new teammate who this with 420. Question number two, category of new in the in field and track everyone knows that field events are more interesting than track events who wants to watch people running around in circles i was going to ask about the decathlon record that was set in 2018 but last night june 18th american ryan krauser smashed roided up randy barnes's shot put world record that he set in 1990 within three inches either way how far did ryan krauser put the shot last night Poor Joe Kovacs, the second best current shot putter in the world, was second place last night at 73-3.5. Well, right. check in. All right, new teammate who dis has checked in, Shark Stank. How do you, much do you know about world record shot putters? Well, the messed up part is when I saw it, they had it in meters and not feet. Huh. So you got to do some uh, so some conversions. I'm trying to convert this in my head, and I don't. And the way that the math that we maybe uh, decided well, on. Well, no, I mean, I. What did it? Well, do you remember what it was in meters? Give me a second here. Let me. I got to flex that muscle a bit, huh? Yeah. Way more math in this episode than I ever expected. <laughs> it's funny because if I would have known that, I could have got you there. But that's the um, thing is, I don't quite remember what the. Because I want to say it was like 33 or 38 or something like that in that range. I just remember it was a 30s number. And if the second place is 73. That seems crazy. It can't. I mean. 73 feet. Yeah. It, oh, it was nuts. He almost threw it like past them where they had an, uh, this place to mark. It was like he almost hit it and it would have rolled. Kovacs <laughs> um, is a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> I want to say now that I'm looking at that, I uh, I want to say because they said the I want to say 76 feet. I don't know if it was like exactly on it. Well, I mean, there's a couple ways we can go about it, right? You can, with right. 76, if you think it's 76, maybe something. 76.6 gets us from 76.3 to 76.9. You know, it gives us kind of that middle range. So I'll if you think it's in that 76 range, yes. the question is, do we want to put some inches on there? To <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. Do we want to add some inches? 
Like I like nice round things, but being right at well, seventy six well, seems my, a little. Well, my thought is if it's if it's seventy six and it's a, r- a round number, and we get so we get what seventy six. Yeah, would be seventy six. We get you would 76. get seventy five nine to seventy six three. But if you think if you think it's seventy six, then we should probably go a little higher. Like if it's seventy six, if seventy six is sticking out in your brain. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so do the question is, fancy math and go to the middle seventy six <laughs> six, and sure. that gets us between three and nine. But I like those in between spots. I don't know, it's, my brain works. It's likes... only three inches. That's what makes me want to stick at seventy six. Because if it was just over seventy six and we went too high, I'd be really sad. That'd be seventy six three would get us from seventy six exactly to seventy six six. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So we're going to check in with 76-3 for 50 points. All right. And new teammate, who this? What did you check in with and for how many points? So this was just a, a guessing game for us, really, because, I mean, we, we didn't have meters or anything like that to go. Yeah, if we, if we would have, I would have been able to get it because I know the conversion for meters to feet, and that would have been fine. What but is it? What is it, by the way? It's uh, it's well, it's thirty nine point three six inches in a meter. So I did the math. It's like three point two eight feet per meter. Okay. So, so whatever the number, whatever the answer is, divided by three point two eight, it's gonna be in meters. Um, Interesting. So we're thinking around seventy seven, seventy eight, just because we want it to be significantly more than seventy three, but not like outrageously more. Um, so Scott sent seventy seven five, and so that's what we went with because I didn't have anything else. And we checked in for zero points. For zero points. Excellent. We're going to lose just because we're wagering points. Hopefully not. Let's get some so, points. I think you got this one. Unfortunately, neither team will be getting any points. Um, and neither team are correct. So the old world record roided up Randy Barnes was 79, uh, excuse me, 75-10. And Ryan Krauser last night was 76 Eight and three quarters. Oh, oh. I should have listened to you. I'm so oh. sorry. Don't listen to me. I was just picking oh. the middle space. Don't there was no, there was no logic it. to it. 76 6 would have been Marcus. You can't don't feel bad because, like you were saying, you were thinking it was maybe close to 76. I I knew nothing of it, so yeah. don't feel bad. Ryan Krauser is a complete beast. He's 6'7, 320. And yeah, so Marcus is right. But and he's probably roided up like everybody else. And no, he it's really hard to be roided up these days. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, Hayward Field, they just redid the whole place. Uh, Oregon's track, it's gorgeous. And he did almost throw it out of the throwing area. It looks like they're probably 80 feet to the end of the throwing area. So after question two, we have a score of. Shark Stank, 425 points. New teammate who dis 420. Game boys. Question three, category of Hampshire. Hampshire, England is home to which Premier League club? The club is one of the founding members of the Premier League and has been in the Premier League every year since its inception, except between 2005 and 2012. The club finished 11th in 2020 and 15th in 2021. Their main rival is Portsmouth, and their theme song is The Saints Go Marching In. We'll check in. All right. In a shocking turn of events with a soccer question, <laughs> Shark Stank has checked in. New teammate, who dis? Talk it out. Nothing. I have something. Hold on. Okay, good. Use that brain value. I know there's a team called the 
the Saints in the EPL. I'm trying to remember. I want to say it's alliterative, but I don't know why. Okay, alliterative. Do you know what letters? I guess if you knew that, you'd probably have. Well, it. S something Saints. Oh, I didn't know if it was like a two named. <laughs> no, 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 it's something Saints. Saints. Gotcha. <sighs> I think places in England or things in England. That... <laughs> Sussex. <laughs> the Sussex Saints. <laughs> There's a team called um, Southampton. Yep, I've heard of I them. I don't know what they're, but that There's I don't a band know what called they... Brockhampton. <laughs> I learned that the other day. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything yeah, else. Yeah, I've heard of Southampton. I was just trying to think of things that start with S. And that's... Yeah, this is the perfect time for me to go Slippy, Slappy, Swinson. <laughs> um, I mean, you, I get all these mixed up. I never yeah, know what I, what. Like these, I said, I so vaguely remember like, this, but I mean, we can go with that. Like I said, we, we don't, don't really have much on the line here, so. We don't? Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Let's go with Southampton. So we'll go Southampton for zero points. All right. And Shark Stank, what did you check in with and for how many points? The difficulty level of those first two questions versus this one. An EPL question that's basically, hey, who's this team that's the Saints? It's the Southampton Saints for zero points. All right, both teams are correct, but we'll not be getting any points. Yep, Southampton is in Hampshire. And I don't have a ton of flavor text on them, but I needed a question related to Hampshire. And you guys both got it right. No points there, so still 425 to 420 in favor of Shark Stank. Question four, category of sucks. I think everyone can agree that the New York Yankees suck. In their long history, five managers have over 650 losses as manager of the Yankees. Joe McCarthy has the most losses with 867 during his tenure from 1931 until Steinbrenner fired him in 1946. Name two of the other four managers with over 650 losses for the New York Yankees. All four of these managers won World Series titles as Yankees manager. We'll check in. All right, Sharks Thank has checked in. New teammate, who dis? Talk it out. So we, we, we both obviously initially thought Casey Stengel, Joe Torre. Yeah, I'm... Uh, we both at least agree on Stengel. Tory makes sense as far as timeline. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I don't know if we're gonna get this name. The guy for the you know the the late Murderers teens and twenties. He yeah. was there's a guy there for a while. He has a weird name. I couldn't remember it, but I I know he was there for a while. Like Rocky movie weird or it, it maybe. So six fifty is the cutoff. Right. How Tory long was Tory was, there? So. 90 i mean mid 90s to i mean Late was there 2000s? at least like 12 years i'd say okay so i mean so he's got to be he's got 650 be. divided by 12 is only 50 something losses I'm saying a he's year. gotta be he's gotta yeah be. They, they weren't winning that many games so yeah I mean, they were winning if, like 100 but yeah they weren't but it, that's they 62 the, losses they a year the that's mariners still... you know with all those wins you know remember <laughs> 117 <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if, if that's how long he's there, then he's got. I mean, he was there. definitely there ten years. So let's do it. We're gonna check in with Casey Stengel and Joe Torre for one hundred points. All right, uh, Shark Stank. What did you check in with, and for how many points? Same two names for seventy-five points. Both teams will be getting their points on this question. Nice work, guys. I originally wrote it with name three of the four, but um, 
Glad you didn't. Decided to change it to two. So number one on the list, Joe McCarthy, as I mentioned before. Number two is Joe Torrey, 767 losses. Number three is Miller Huggins. And I think maybe it was that. Old. That's the guy. That's the guy. 719 cool losses. So that's number, a Rocky name movie. Yes, Rocky, it is. Oh yeah. Miller number, Huggins. Number three is Joe Girardi. 700 really? losses. Oh, and okay. number four was Casey Stengel, 696 losses. We have a lead change. New teammate, who dis? 520 points. Shark Stank, 500 points. It all comes down to this last question. Category is at basketball. Although UNH is horrible at basketball, that doesn't mean that New Hampshire doesn't turn out any basketball talent. Two NBA players who have played in the NBA Finals since 2007 were born and raised here. The first player was a 1999 graduate of Concord High School before attending the University of Florida to play basketball. He was a second-round pick in 2003 by the Bulls, but did not start his career until 2004 with the Raptors before he was traded to his second and final team in 2006. He played for 12 NBA seasons in part and was part of NBA championship teams in 2007 and 2014, primarily coming off the bench. The second player is a current player who played in the 2020 NBA Finals. He started his college career at Division III Williams College before transferring to a Big Ten program and playing in the 2018 National Championship game. He holds his NBA team's record for three pointers in a season. Name both players. All right. We are going to check in. All right. New teammate who this has checked in. Shark Stank. You guys want to talk it out? The Good answer, piece. I before you even stopped reading the question, the second half's Duncan Robinson. Um, and then just spent most of the time trying to figure out the second half. Uh, Josh said Spurs in 07 and 14. Um, I was having a hard time coming up with anybody. And then he said, trying to remember, backup power forward center for those Spurs, big white guy. And when I think of big white guys, and I think of Matt Bonner, and I don't know anything about Matt Bonner, but we can't really come up with anything else. So we are checking in with Matt Bonner and Duncan Robinson. For how many points? 100. All right. Uh, new teammate, who dis? What did you guys come up with? Yeah, Duncan Robinson made sense pretty early on. Just had to confirm that he went to Michigan and Mason confirmed that, and they played in that national title game. Then the other one, yeah, I was just trying to think of, again, same thing, Spurs and who fit, who would have been there long enough to be on both of those championship teams and obviously isn't like Boris Diaw or Bino Udri or Francisco Alberto. Those, I don't think any of those guys are from New Hampshire, so uh, we were able to eliminate those guys. And then it wasn't even so much it – was, it was the Florida thing that clicked with me because for some reason I remember – Matt Bonner going to Florida. Um, I don't know why I remember that, but I remember him playing for Florida. And then it made sense that he would have been there long enough. We placed him on the Raptors. So just kind of everything matched up there. So we also checked in for 100 points with Duncan Robinson and Matt Bonner. All right. Both teams getting their points. Uh, great work sussing out my super long question. I figured Duncan Robinson, you guys would, would get pretty easily. 
Um, and then Matt Bonner is probably the maybe he's the best player from New Hampshire right now in the in the NBA in NBA history. Um, so yeah, great job. My flavor text. So Duncan Robinson is crazy. He he didn't go to public high school here. If he did, he would have gone to the high school that my wife was working at. Um, he went to private school and he went to Williams. He led them to um, the D3 national championship. I think they lost in the championship game as a freshman and then transferred to Michigan is reportedly the first player to transfer from a D3 school to a D1 school on a full athletic scholarship. I don't know if that's just basketball or anything, but so yeah, Duncan Robinson, Matt Bonner. With that, the game has come to an end and here are the final scores. Shark Stank finishes with 600 points and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Scott Zolak award with 620 points is new teammate who dis congratulations wow. guys uh Scott and Mason as the winners anything you would like to say before we call it an afternoon uh yeah our wagering strategy worked out um I typed it to Mason and was just like, we're just going to bet zeros and hope that they don't bet zero and get something wrong. And Mark's hard-ass questions uh, pretty much confirmed that that happened. It was a fun game. I enjoyed it. There was a good balance of questions as far as some being seemingly difficult, but weren't as bad like the pick and roll. Um, but yeah, otherwise, it was a fun game. Enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Josh and Marcus, you guys both look thrilled. I'm not going to – I'm pretty – I there's two things that I can do now. I can either drink a lot or go work out and take out all this frustration on physically myself, which that's the option I'm going with because I don't have any alcohol right now. I'm so f pissed off because it's we're talking about f fractions of inches, and I f***ed up, and I watched it happen, and I'm f furious. So great job, guys, of – backing into that one marcus i don't know why i thought i should have put any points on an nhl question i don't know what i was thinking maybe because the the hockey list went pretty well for us i maybe was feeling a little too good about hockey so i should have known not to wait no 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 no. no this is on me this is we're talking uh, I, we're talking uh, about fractions oh, of inches I'm you not, I, the I fact i wouldn't have can't even come it. into the set i wouldn't have known what feet to even oh, try so you at least got that makes it worse that makes it worse <laughs> you would have rather just had don't like a wild ass it. guess don't just, rationalize all right it. yes i would have i would have rather had a wild guess that i didn't had no clue on all right well so yeah. i'm sorry for whoever's editing this but i am sorry i'm so irritated all right but, uh th thank you mark i guess you know yeah th thanks for for coming on and i it's a much different chair to sit in when you're hosting than, than competing so we appreciate you taking yeah. the plunge and you know you it, said you never really good. wrote trivia before yeah you, you definitely did it did a good job um you know some of them were a little long but we were able to get through them. Well done. Feel free to, to write another game and come back and test us again. Uh, thanks for being a Patreon supporter and, you know, uh, being active in all the, all the things we have going on. So thank you very much. We appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. It was a blast as usual. And again, I'd like to thank Matt and Dan for uh, play testing. And Dan did say the fourth quarter was, was pretty hard um, in his opinion. So, um, but that it was fair. <laughs> um so yeah it was that was a lot of work definitely 
being in the host chair is, is quite a bit different than just, answer, you know, rolling out of bed and answering questions. I have not written trivia before, and it was hard to kind of balance the, you know, how to give hints and how not to just come out and say, I think I think I played on the 2004 game. Lightning. You know, like I think I, I think your first game is better was better than mine. I'll say that. How about that? Marcus <laughs> hates his first game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. I'll be on any time. Looking forward to uh, joining Trevor in the Five Timers Club. Good. Um, uh, you, you, there are two other members uh, currently as well now. There are. Uh, yes, we just oh. had it in our last uh, fast break uh, oh, recording. Matt. We had. Both Byron Grubman and Ian Ian Hollenberg joined the Five Timers Club. So Great. we have three currently three members. So you'll get to you'll get to join still a pretty elite group. You're um, honestly, Mark, you're going to be an answer in a five on five at some point because it'll be the first five five first timers. Five, five timers. <laughs> so hopefully we'll try to get you there before some other people. Um, you anytime know, get to their fifth spot. So I'll be on. I'll be on anytime. Uh, since the recording's still on, before you wrap it up. I will say this after I won the one V one V one, I threw out a challenge to, to Eric and Dan. And I just want to say now I completely stand by it. Let's make it happen. I'm on a four game win streak. And my last gonna, loss gonna, was an overtime loss zero against them. I might Eric and Dan bring it on. Thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.